This is a teaching message from Church of the Living Water of Austin. Let's go to our foundational scripture, which is in Philippians chapter 3. Beginning at verse 13, and you should already be pre-marked there because we are a teaching ministry. And we teach line upon line, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. And we're always connecting knowledge. So until we start another series, we always have a foundational scripture. And that scripture will always guide us and lead us into our teaching. So in Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 13, it says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded, and if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. So we are going to continue this process of learning how to continually reach forward. Continually reaching forward. And we've been learning that we have to forget those things that are behind and we have to press. And we have to, you know, we have to, the, the word of God and the will of God is right always in, in front of us. So we got to press to get to that will. We have learned over these weeks that consistently making progress can be difficult. And, and, and have you, as you've noticed in your day-to-day walk and in your life, there's a lot of difficulties in trying to stay in the will of God because everything and everyone and every situation is pulling at you and it can be difficult. But I told you in these teachings over the last few weeks or the last few months, that we've been teaching, I want to make sure that none of us get stuck in a place, in our minds, in our hearts, where we can't move forward, where we're just kind of just there and just kind of, you know, we don't want that. We want to be able to move every time God is moved. We want to move just like the Israelites did. When the cloud moved, they moved. Well, we want to move every time God gives us instruction. We want to be able to move. Amen. I told you the intent of this teaching was simply to help you to grow and develop and to have consistent progress. That's all we're trying to do in this teaching. The purpose of this teaching is for us to glorify God God, with our lives. We want to glorify God with our lives. We want to remain in His will, and we want to grow and develop and be mature. That is the whole goal. We We can't stay like we are. We must grow, develop, and just move forward. Amen. We got to press. And then we are focusing on, we have been focusing on a few areas. We said that uh, we have how to press. We have to press from our old life. The tries to just attach itself to everything that we're doing. So we have to press from our old life. We, we, we ministered on how we can press from when we've suffered loss. And we talked about that extensively. And then we talked about from disappointments, from disappointments. That, you know, those three we have gone through. And then we said we're going to also, and, and we might have a few more right now. The ones that I'm studying is that we're, you know, how, how do I press forward when I miss God? How do I press forward when I'm in a stagnant place? You know, a lot of times we can get in a stagnant place. 
And this morning I want you to turn to 1 John chapter 15. And we're going to begin on, I'm not going to review all the other stuff because that's what you need to do. You need to grow and develop so you go over all the things that we've taught up to this. But now we're going to deal with how do I press forward and how do I move forward when I've missed God. When I've missed God. And I'm going to give us some statements, but I want, I want you to hang in there with me because the statements I'm going to give, I'm going to clarify, but I'm going to give us some statements. Because, and I'm there, and, I'm, and the, when I first give them to you, they're going to be kind of unqualified statements, but then I will explain them as we press forward. So just understand that. First of all, when we miss God, write it down, we miss God when we sin, period. That is how you miss God. We miss God when we sin. Now, I spent uh, quite a bit of time trying to see if there was another time in the scriptures where we could miss God. And after exhausting myself going trying to find, is there another way? I want to find somebody to miss God this way or miss God that way. But I did not find anywhere in the Bible where anyone missed God other than when they sinned. That's why I can boldly say, when you miss God, you have sinned. And I'm going to break sin down when I, uh, to you another way than you're used to hearing it because a lot of times you think of that and most of you in here, you think it to yourself right now. Well, I'm not, you know, I haven't sinned so I'm good. Well, d- just hold up. You might, that just might not be so. Amen. Then I need you to write down sin, what sin is. Sin is any act that's against the will of God. Any act that is against the will of God. Whether it be in thought, in word, or in deed. Let me say that again. Sin is any act that is against the will of God. Whether it's in thought, in word, or in deed. You know, it's sadly, but in some churches they don't talk about sin. And then in some churches, they talk about sin, but they always kind of name the big five of them or the big four or five of them. And that's the one that we always look at, even us, we'll look at and we'll call that sin and we don't think anything else is sin. You know, things like drinking, smoking, adultery, sleeping around. Fornication. See, all of those things are the big sins for us. We, you know, we, we, we're not doing that. But I want you to know that when we list what we think is the big sins, things like that, you don't really, you're not really looking through it thoroughly to look at what sin is. Because we only want to look at those things that we call big. But we just read, it's any act. That's not in the will of God. See, a lot of times we could do things that's out of the will of God, and we're sinning, and we think because we haven't done the big ones, we're okay. 
So I'm going to teach you this morning that if something goes beyond the big ones, that's sin. And will cause you to miss God. And have caused you to miss God. Okay. Let me, let me, just, just stay with me. I want to teach us what it means when it said, when we say sin and what causes, what it causes in our lives. Listen, but sin does not, um, that's the, the, again, the big ones. I don't want you to concentrate on those. I want you to come with me. Sin is when I miss the mark on whatever it is. It doesn't have to be those five or six big things. Anytime I miss the mark on whatever, if God told me a certain thing to do and I didn't do it, it is sin. And it will cause us to miss God. I don't want you looking just on those big things because then you'll think you're okay. But you see, you're constantly missing God. When God says set something out for us, and he always does, and we don't arrive in the place where he wants us to be or where he set us, that's sin. God said, I laid it out for you, and you needed to get there. That's why you don't go and do any foolish thing and try to do your own thing. Because God has already set your path. But when you get out of that and start doing your own thing, you are in sin. Don't have nothing to do with sex outside of marriage and fornicating. This has to do being out of the will of God. You cannot do your... You're bought with a price. You're not your own. You cannot do what you want to do. This is what I want to do. Well, I is what got the devil kicked out of heaven. Now, I, you know what? I would expect that of a sinner. But God's people should never be on the I. This is what I want to do. Let me tell you, nine times, no, 9.99% of the time, when somebody tell you this is something I want to do, I'm going to tell you they're already out of the will of God. Did you hear me? That's a nugget. That's a nugget. You better put that in your arsenal. Because when you hear it, I don't care how it looks. You better hear what God is saying. They're already out of my will. This is what I want to do. You shouldn't, have, you, you shouldn't have made God the Lord of your life. Because you cannot do what you want to do and belong to God. you got to do what He has laid out for you. Your path is set. Once you become a believer and you are on, you're on God's plan, everything is considered through Him. So you don't get caught up in what people tell you to do, or people try to influence you to do. Is it according to the path God has set on you? Why all of God will never have you just set on the path and all of a sudden He comes in just boom and there you go. No, God is consistent. He knows who He's dealing with. He's dealing with imperfect people. He knows it. Follow me. Sin means error. Sin means error. 
Now you can err by omission and you can also err by commission. I said you can err by omission and you can err by commission. See, you can error by what you do that's wrong. But you can also error by because you don't do something, listen, that you should have done. And you didn't do it. It's called sin. I know, I know, I know we don't see it like that. Well, God knows my heart. I I mean, I don't care. It's sin. You can sin by what you didn't do, and you can also sin by what you should have done and didn't do. Omission and commission. Listen, when we sin, we violate the law of God. We will always miss God when we disobey. Always. Did you hear me? Not sometimes. You're going to always miss God when you disobey. And you young people in here, when your parents try to tell you something, again, I don't, a lot of times you're not old enough to understand what they're saying. And you be like, they just don't understand. Yes, they do understand because they've been your age, you've never been there. You need to obey or you're in sin. You have to. I'm telling you, when you get 29 or 30, you'll be like, I didn't know what you were doing then, but now I see it. Oh, God, I wish I would have listened. Yeah. Because, see, when you're, when you're 19, 20, 22, 20, you're babies. You, you just almost stop peeing in the bed. Just, just 21, 22, you ain't, you ain't nothing but a kid. I wish I would follow a kid. You, you, you know, you, you're, pretty, you're pretty much close to that. So, uh, no, you need to be, if your parents give you advice, you need to be taking it. But when you disobey, consequences for your choice. Consequences for your choices. Are you with me? So when God speaks something clearly, listen, to your heart. And you know it's God. You believe it's God. You'd be like, oh, I knew that was God. I could, you know, it's just, it, I, I, it was the voice of God. It was the Holy Spirit inside me. You know what you ought to do. Listen, and you don't do it. It's disobedience. Did you hear me? When God tells you something, and you clearly know. That's why you better not let nobody convince you. You know what? When you let somebody convince you to go against what God has clearly told you, they have now become your God. They have become your God. But the only thing about that, they don't have no God power. So when the circumstances and situation come, they won't be able to help you. Well, I did this because of you. Well, no, 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 no. God ain't even going for that. When you know you've clearly heard from God, and you know it's God, you don't let nobody convince you to go any other way but what God said. Let me tell you, ain't nobody fine enough, cute enough, smell good enough. As the brother said this morning, your hair ain't long enough, because you can get that anytime. 
your tail ain't good enough because everybody have one of those. None of that. You better, you better, because that's going to catch you on the back end. Nobody looks at the back end when they sin. Because nothing happens immediately, we think, I'm cool, I'm good. Well, that, if I was a good enemy, I'd make you think you're cool and good too. Because the back end is going to come with a slammer. And it's all because of what? Disobedience. To what God has said. Not to what no man has said. God has clearly spoken to your heart himself. That's why you need to know how to hear from God. For yourself. Are you with me? And this is the thing about what you need to understand. We understand that disobedience is sin. And, and, and God is our Father. He is your Father. And we are His children. And so when we look at it from that perspective, and we understand that we need to think of it this way, like us and our children. You ask your children to do something, and they don't. Now some of you, you got children that are grown now, but children that live with you, or children that when they, when they lived in your house, you asked them to do something, and they didn't do it. That was disobedient, and disobedient got them what? In trouble. They did for mine, and it does for my grandchildren as well now. When I tell you to do something and you don't do it, that's called disobedience. And now you're in trouble. Look at it this way. When my children were young, it does not matter. It does not matter. They would get in trouble if whether it was commission or omission. It doesn't matter. When you go against it, you're in trouble. Who did that? Who did that? And most of the time, have you noticed, most of the time when your children would do something in the house, if you had more than one child, if you had one child, you already knew who did it. But if you had children, if you had two or three, and, some, and, and the children did something, somehow because you're a parent, you really know who did it. But you'll say anyway, who did that? You already know who did it. And the one who did it is say, they did it. Because foolishness is violent in the heart of a child. And they're going to do that. They did it. And then you play along with the game. You say, okay. Well, so then you tell the one that they said they did it. And you just the oldest one saying that the youngest one did it. And then, so you tell the youngest one to do it again. And they can't because they didn't do it. And then they look like, uh, it's called... Acknowledging what you've done. You have to acknowledge what you've done. And listen to me closely because I, I, I want you to understand this. Sometimes children can get in trouble because they didn't do something. We know that. They just didn't do something that they were supposed to do. And then, honestly, they had no evil intent when they did it. They just didn't do it. Listen. Some may do something because they just, you know, you told them to do something and they didn't do it. And they said, I forgot. But they still didn't do it. Follow me. I know this is going to be taught a little different. So I just, I'm trying to get you to understand that it's more the sin than the big ones that causes you to miss God. 
Sometimes they would get in trouble because they didn't understand what you were telling them to do and they did something else. But they still got in trouble. You're like, no, you understood perfectly. Omission is not an excuse to sin. It's not an excuse. Some of you that are school teachers, I can, I mean, you can attest to this. Have you ever um, gave homework to your children? We got several teachers in here. And you put it on the chalkboard, write down what they're supposed to do and everything. And then the next day one comes in and says, oh, I didn't see it. I didn't write it down. I didn't get to do mine because I, I didn't see it. But you put it on the board for everybody to see and everybody to do, and you told them what to do. And they, and all of a sudden, they come in and they say, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't get to write it off the board." I knew. Do you let them go free? Most teachers would say that's a zero for the day. Why? Because it was all plain and left out. You walked away and didn't get it done. So it's no excuse whether you, if I gave you all the instructions to do and you did something else, it's still sin. Don't get caught up in the analogies that I'm saying, getting caught up in the principles. I'm trying to teach you that it doesn't matter if God told you, I don't care. Like again, you might not even mean evil by it. But you just can't. This is why you can't do your own thing. Trouble will come your way. Write it down. Sin is any act, any act that is against the will of God. Or did you write that down before? Well, write it down again. <laughs> your omission does not make it right. This, that's all I'm trying to say. They'll say, well, I didn't mean to. Well, they're not judging whether they meant or didn't meant, whether you meant to or you didn't mean to. As your teacher, they're not judging that. They're saying, I put it on the board. Everybody saw it. You didn't do it. You didn't write it down. You're in the class. You have come in here now unprepared. A zero. Well, now that's for teachers that don't play. Well, how many of you know God is not a toy? He don't play either. But I thought it doesn't matter. See, that's the thing. We think, well, God, well, see, I thought God was saying it doesn't matter. If he told you all of that don't work. See, we don't think of that as sin. Because I was I thought I was doing the right thing. No. You have to clearly hear from God and know what he's saying. It doesn't make it right because you didn't understand. <laughs> you know, when we think of sin oftentimes as believers, we oftentimes try to you know, go down a list of sins and, uh, uh, you know, things that, you know, you feel like that, well, you know, this is not that bad. Uh, this is not, I'm not into this. I'm not into that. So sin is not in my life. Again, the big five you're not doing. 
It's the little six, seven, eight, nine, ten that you're doing. <laughs> but all your all you see is the big five or six that <laughs> they're doing it over there, not me. But sin means to error, to violate the law of God. It means to disobey. Listen, sin means to leave the path of righteousness. Wow. It's amazing how many people are sitting in church and not even on the path of righteousness. Because when you sin, you leave the path of righteousness. You're on a, God has set you on a path. Whether you know it or not, whether you understand it or not, God has set you on a path. Once you sin, you have left the path of righteousness. And all of us have been in church for a while. Every one of us knows someone, some people. Of course, no one in here this morning. But we know people who have left the path of righteousness. Every one of us knows someone that have just left the path of righteousness. You'd be like, oh my God. Is that all it took to leave the path? You know what? Somebody, now, for me, I mean, I, you know, I just got to be, if I would have left the path of righteousness, I, somebody done drug me off. But I'm like, I can't let let no, nothing quick, something, something, something new come in and just take me off the path of righteousness like that. But when you sin, that's how quick it happens. You could be walking on the path of righteousness and the devil say, bam. Right in your direction. You'd be like, ooh. Pastor, and let me tell you, whatever it is, be like, come on, go with me. You jump off the path of righteousness. What? How? When you sin. When you get out of the will of God. You have now gotten off of the path of righteousness. Many of us here, in here, I'm going to show you, you know people that have gotten off the path of righteousness. They stopped coming to church. They stopped doing the things of God. They stopped working their ministry. I mean, people that just was normally doing it. They just left the path, they just left the path of God. Now listen, they could go to another church. It doesn't matter. You're out of the will of God. Why? Because God has set your will out. You, let me tell you, God is not changing your will because of what you want to do. Is it set? He's the Lord God. He changed not. He's not changing. Hmm. Sin, as we more commonly know it, is simply an act of evil. An act of evil. But when we miss the mark, when we err and violate the will of God, when we leave the path of righteousness, when we disobey, we are involved in an active evil that is sin. You better grab this. I've already, I already see people copying people. What are you copying? People, 
You know what? When the blind lead the blind, everybody's going in the ditch. Everybody have their own path. I'm not trying to get on your path. God has already laid my path out. And when all of these things happen, it is very difficult to press toward the mark. And when we sin, regardless of how we sin, when we sin, because we, you know, we like to say, well, at least I don't do this. See, we, again, the big five, at least I don't do this or I don't do that. Listen, regardless of how we sin, regardless of why we sin, and sometimes we feel like we have a good reason for sinning. We have that deal. Well, I know that was a little lie, but, you know, they can't handle the truth. No, honey, you in sin. They just the type of person just can't handle the truth, so I just went on and lied. No, uh-uh-uh. See, we think we have a right to sin. They can't handle the truth, just, mm-mm. No matter, listen, no matter what we did or what motivated you to do what you did. You know, people say, well, my girlfriend, you know, she didn't have a place to stay, so, or she couldn't pay her rent, so we moved in together. See, a reason for sin. I still love the Lord, I'm just helping them out. And, oh, it tickles me, all of this. You know, you're not really living together, but you got an apartment and they got an apartment. But you over there all the time. Come on. You, do you think God is that stupid? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. And you parents, I know you can't be that, that naive. If they're hanging at the apartment, they are hanging playing house. Don't tell me you hanging at no apartment and you a virgin. Get out of here. You must think I'm crazy. And you you got to think God's crazy to believe that foolishness. And some of you played that game like, y'all really want to say she right. But you don't. Just keep a straight face. Nobody won't know it's you. Because we did it. She's right. You don't have to tell me that. God's right. That's sin 101. That ain't even, that ain't, that ain't even, that ain't even difficult to understand and see and know. I'll be over there and then i leave at midnight. Well, honey, well, from 7 in the morning to midnight, all kind of things go on. You ain't got to wait till you get dark. Just turn off the light. You can make it dark in the place. Be 3 in the evening. But I play the game. But it's sin. See, you play the game because I want to look a certain way in front of certain people and I want them to know and I want them to think I'm being so holy and I'm doing this, that. Ah, that's a bunch of crap. Now, we as believers, we ought to be smarter than a sinner. Oh, I'm sorry. We as believers ought to be smarter than a believer sinning. 
No, no, your tail is spinning left and right. And everything in between. But we don't count that. Because nobody knows. But me, you, and God. And God don't tell our secrets. But oh, He does. <laughs> That's why I ain't, I ain't all excited about a bunch of wordy talk. That ain't nothing but, you know, let me tell you, you start doing a wordy, wordy talking, a whole bunch of talking, somebody's lying. Too much talking is a bunch of lying going on. you just going on and I'm like, oh, no, that ain't nothing. And you know, now this is what I believe for those of you uh, that's thinking about marriage or getting married. Listen. Don't go getting way out and getting all away from God, trying to, you know, trying to do everything. That's a, listen, make it simple. Be godly because, honey, you got a lot of work to do. Just, just be godly. You ain't got to do all this other stuff. If you want to have a party, have a party. But when it comes to that, stick to what God is saying. All that other stuff, is just, that ain't nothing. That's nothing. It helps you, you know what, it helps you cover your sin. That's what it does. But who are you covering it from? Because the one that it really matters, you can't cover it from. Everybody else, oh, oh, you know, that, that's, that's humans. Oh, 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 did you hear? Oh. Do you think I'm some kind of fool? Let me tell you, everybody say thank God for overseers. I know, I know, I know. That's why people can't stay. You know, they love me from the beginning, but they would see when truth come out, you don't love me so much. But I'm used to it. Everybody loves me to start. Until I start teaching. They love me when I'm down there. Because see, when I'm down there talking to you, we just chatting and we just, ha, 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 you cute, you beautiful, and oh, ha, 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 we're doing this, everything. But when I get up here, I don't play with your life. And then you'd be like, oh, I don't like her. She is reading me from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. But it's really not me. You just see the package. But it's God. And all he's doing is warning. That's all he's doing. Because you're not going to make people do what they don't want to do. They're going to do what they want to do. But they'll never say they weren't warned. Never. Not and come here. Now you might go somewhere else and that's it and, and that's okay. And you out there, you might go somewhere. But when you come here, I know right now you look at it, I love her. I just love her. I just been watching her. I just love her. <laughs> they all start that way. They all start that way. Until you meet me and sit up under my ministry. But I'm not here for you to love. I'm here to help you grow and develop and move on with your life. So love me or like me or take me or leave me, it doesn't matter. Because I'm going to go to my house and you're going to go to yours. But I'm showing you how people miss God on a daily basis. You, you keep missing God and you keep wondering, I'm doing everything. No, you're not. 
these little things are what you're not doing. I'm telling you, because in our mind, I'm not doing the big things. So I'm okay. Why is this happening? I'm okay. You're all out of the will of God. Hmm. So no matter what we think the motivation is, we still have to be able to press toward the mark. Whatever motivated you to get out of the will of God. Now let me give you some good news and maybe some bad news. <laughs> it depends on how you look at it. The Bible lets us know that we all have sinned. Every one of us, everyone streaming, you know, all of us have sinned. I've sinned, you've sinned, all of us have sinned. Everybody say, I've sinned. Because I don't want nobody in here to act like, you know, we like to play like we were so holy from birth. But no, you're t- the one who does that been sinning the most. Been sinning the most. All have sinned. Me, you, everybody, the guy on the camera. Is that the guy or girl? That's the guy. Yeah. Got to make sure he was behind the camera. All have sinned. Everybody say all. Because I don't want to leave nobody out. But listen, and what I'm teaching, it's not an excuse to sin. It's just to let you know what we are talking about this morning. It's gonna, it applies to everyone. It applies to everyone. Nobody is exempt this morning because everyone has sinned. All of God's children have sinned. And as much as we like to not admit it or we won't say and I won't say who I won't say where I won't say when but I won't even say why but some of us know everybody say you know that this what I'm teaching is not very far from your from you, you know from your past as you like people to believe you're living you're doing all of this you know, I'm walking with God. I'm doing this. And let me tell you, a lot of this is not far from you. You don't want people to believe it because I'm going to walk with God. And they know God said, no, not, not many of them, no matter what, why, when, where, how they do it. Let me tell you, it's not too far from the past of what they're doing. You know, there are people in this ministry, listen to me, who are not ready to come back to church. Not because of COVID. Not because of COVID, but because of sin. It's not because of COVID. Now, they, you, know, they, you know, everybody uses COVID now. For everything. Well, we can't get this because of COVID. We can't do this because of the pandemic. We can't do that because of I can't go to bed because, they, you know, they still kind of, you know, it's still, you know. You know. Many of people are not coming back to church and won't come back to church, not because of COVID, but because of sin. Since they've been gone, because we've been gone for two years, things have happened. 
And now it's making them, and it made you a little nervous as well and anxious about coming back to church in person. Now, let me tell you a truth. All of us, everybody say all, all of us are more than likely, most likely, going to sin again. I know. Not me. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, you just did. You just did. Okay. Let's just get that let's get that straight right now. But more than likely all of us will sin again. Unless it's your last day on earth. Because if you leave the earth, your sinning days are over. You're sealed. But if it's not your last day, more than likely we will sin again. And again, when I say that, I'm not giving you an excuse to sin. I'm saying that because we all live in the flesh. And it's corruptible. So chances are we'll probably sin again. But how we respond when we miss God is as essential as every other uh, area we've taught it. It's essential that I understand what I need to do now that I've missed God or when I miss God. And if you go back to the different ways that I said was sin or, you know, or miss the mark or error, that we talked about earlier, every time you miss the mark or you err, it's not, necessary, it's not necessarily an evil intent. I want you to know that. Because I won't say, well, I just didn't. No, sometimes it's not even an evil intent. But nevertheless, it's done. God doesn't change it. You can miss the mark, you can err, and it was not necessarily out of an evil intent. But you still miss the mark and you're still in error. Did you hear me? Well, God knows my heart. I didn't really mean it. doesn't matter. You're still in error. You're still in sin. It does not matter. you got to understand that. See, I'm, no, I'm teaching it from another perspective so you can understand. I want you to start looking at those little things because you, if you don't, all you think is I'm okay because I'm not doing the big five or six. So how do we respond when we miss God? Listen, if you have children and most of us do, you have thought sometime and, you know, you, you have thought some things in your thoughts. You, you just have thought some things. And you had to repent. Because you've thought some things. You got children, let me tell you, you've thought some things. And you had to repent. Repent. <laughs> Let's read. Let's 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 read something. Where did I tell you to go? First John uh, one. Let's begin at verse. Let's begin at verse five. I think that's a good good place to start. Okay. I think I mixed my pages up here. 
But we're going we're gonna to start at verse 5. Matter of fact, you all start reading while I look for my other page here. I think it's right. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know what I did with that one. There it is. Okay. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Now listen to me. I want you to understand this. And sometimes we skip over things when we read stuff like this. We kind of skip over things. But the key statement to understand will come up next. Look at verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Did you hear me? We lie and we do not the truth. So in other words, as a believer, I cannot live a life of habitual sin or practicing sin. You cannot do that. And now you can do it, but you can't do that and say you know God. Uh uh-uh. uh. It, it don't jive. It don't mix. And it's, and it's not washing in heaven. You cannot practice sin and say, I know God too. You can't say, I have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ just like you. Not while you're practicing sin. I cannot live a life. Where I am perpetually sinning, doing evil things, and committing acts that's against the will of God, and say, I know Him. Just think about the things that I just told you that were sin. You can't continue. Now we have the grace, we have the Holy Spirit to help and keep us from sinning. And as believers, none of us should be in the habitual practice of sinning. We should not be practicing sin. I didn't say you couldn't sin. I said we shouldn't be practicing sin. Not a believer. No way. We have grace that helps us. We got the Holy Spirit that keeps us from sinning. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. He's a reminder He's a helper. He's a guide. He's all that. And the Holy Spirit dwells in us to keep us from making mistakes. He's there for that. Let me help you. We drown His voice out. We won't listen to Him. We want to do our own thing and call it God. Just because you call it God, don't make it God. Just like I tell people, they be like, rest in heaven this person, rest in heaven that person, they're in heaven this person. You saying it, don't make it so. The God, God told you how you'll know if they're in heaven. He said, you're going to know them by the fruit. And whatever fruit you see in their life shows you where they are. So you can say it till you're blue in the face. It doesn't change anything. The Holy Spirit is telling you what to do, and you, but you're going to do your own thing. You're going to make mistakes. He's there to keep us from erring. 
He's there to remind us of who we are. To help us not to violate the will of God. To empower us. That's what the Holy Spirit do. We don't, you know, we don't have to disobey or act in an evil way. We got the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. He, you know, it's too many of us have the Holy Ghost and we don't utilize Him to help us. We want to try to do it with our own strength. No. We have grace. Paul said, when I'm weak, His grace is made strong on the inside of me. On the inside of me. It's made strong. Because we all have weaknesses. Every one of us have weaknesses, but His grace. So we have the grace and the power of God's Spirit to help us to live a righteous life, to do the right thing. So none of us that are believers should be practicing sin. But if we sin... How we respond to what, what if, you know, what has happened, whatever sin you can, it's essential. Everybody say essential. That means you, this has to be. There are, let me tell you, it's essential that you know how to handle it. There are many people who struggle to move forward or to press toward the mark after they have sinned. They just kind of stun it. They can't get it going. They can't start moving. They can't just get with it because sin just kind of stunts them there. That's why we're going to deal with being in a stagnant place. Be like, oh, oh, did it again. Oh. Now we just read that what the Bible says in First John one and five. We'll read it again. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. We want to make our children, they're not lying. Well, God calls them and said they're a lie. See, nobody wants nobody to mess with their children and their money. You mess with people's children and their money, they got a problem with it. Well, let me tell you, God's been messing with them for a while. And God's going to mess with them. So what you going to do, buck up to God like, you messing with my son, you messing with my daughter, God. What you going to do? What you going to do to God? You just better hope he don't move his hand, because he can just move his hand and you stop breathing just like that. You know, he just scratches his head like, why are they doing that? You dead. Look, how you going to buck God about him trying to tell you something? Because when you mess with people's children and money, they'll change their whole attitude towards you. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> because what you're changing your attitude toward is God. It's not a man. It's just speaking through a man, but it's not that man. And but see, you don't even see that as sin. You think, no, I'm just no, it's them. It's not God. Well, they're just speaking from God. Though. I don't believe everything they say. Well, you shouldn't. You ought to believe what God says. 
I love those that always say, I don't believe everything they say. Well, you ought to read your Bible. You ain't supposed to. Let me, I'm not trying to give you my opinion. Opinion is like a nose. Everybody have one of those. No, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you when I'm giving you my opinion. And I'll be like Paul. I'm like, well, I'm going to tell you my opinion, but I believe I have the Spirit of God. But anything else, that's between you and God. And look at, uh, let's read 6 again. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. In other words, as a believer, I can't live a life of habitual sin and say, I know God. He said, nope, it's not happening. Say, I have a relationship with God. God's like, nope, you don't. You can say it all you want to. And when you die, they can get up, they, let me tell you, they can get up and say how good you were and how much you love God and how much saved you are and all that. They can do all of that. But none of that means nothing. If it's not in actuality. See, real time, they either in heaven or hell. That's real time. You just running your mouth about that and that, that's just for you. Remember, he is, the, he is light. And in him, there's no darkness. Look at verse 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Now watch this. If I walk in the light and in God, because in Him there is no darkness at all, then if you're in sin... Because I'm walk, you're walking in the light, you're going to be exposed. Isn't that what light do? Doesn't light expose darkness? When you go in the room and it's dark and you pop on the light, doesn't darkness scatter and it exposes everything in the room? Where if you are walking in darkness and you are walk and you come in contact with light. You're going to be exposed. That's why it never ceases to amaze me how people, I know people don't want to be around me. I understand. Let me, let me put it this way. Not only me, anybody with light, they don't want to be around too long. You know how darkness do when light happens. You know, when my grandchildren bust in the room in the morning, because they are always like, let me see you before you go. And, and everything, and come in there, and they pop on my light, and I'll be like, you know, and you have to adjust your eyes, and you'll be like, okay, just dim them down a little. Why? Because light comes in, and that's just what it does to darkness. You'll be like, oh, oh, not her. And it tickles me when people try to run from me. I'm like, what you run? Like I'm running after them. Do I look like I can run after you? I love it, though, because I can see it. I'm like, what are you running for? Because I'm not after you like that. If God ain't running after you, why would I? I mimic him. So you don't have to run. Walk slow. And I'll still miss you. Listen, God is like, have you all, that's what God is like. Thank you, God. I wrote that down because that was a good example. God is like, have you all ever seen or y'all heard of that blue light thing that'll show stuff? You know, so stuff you can't see with the natural eye. 
You know, you, oh, Lord, you know, don't take one of them to a hotel. Just, you know, some things you don't want to know. You know, just go in the hotel room and think to yourself, I'm not the first and I won't be the last. I don't need to know what went on after this. I don't need, I don't, don't try to take a blue, let me see what this You'll be scrubbing all day. You know, and you know, we, you know, we love to play like we so clean. You, did you bring the Clorox rights? You know, and yes, and everybody, we wiping phones and wipe. And when we got a blue light, we'll be like, put the Clorox right away. Look, it's stuff. Uh, some things you just don't even want to know about. Just, just say, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and go on and lay down. Because you do all of that and stuff, but, but this is what the light of God is. It's like the blue light. And God's people that's walking in righteousness is like the blue light. And that's why they run. Because they be like, oh Lord, now you gonna see what's there. You know, and like, you remember, I found the pastor used to always say, a lot of things there, it ain't God showing me nothing. Never his, Plain to see. I don't even need a blue light. It's just right there. You'd be like, oh, Lord. But then when you're the blue light, some of y'all mad at me right now, but you'll be okay. I tell you, you always start off loving me. But you ain't here to love me. You're here to love God. Now here's the good news. Now the blue light will expose you. Now here's the book, uh, the good news. Uh, let's read verse 9. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that when the blue light crosses back over our life, what causes us to sin is gone. Because now, he's going to cleanse me. He's going to forgive me first, and then he's going to cleanse me. Did you read that? He's going to forgive you, and then he's going to cleanse you. Not just the forgiveness of sins, but cleansing what caused the sin. What a good God. What a good God for the cleansing. Look at verse 10. But now, if we say that we have not sinned, you've made him a liar and his word is not in us. Let me read it to another way without changing the scripture. If we say we have not sinned, you say God is a liar and the word of God doesn't abide in you. Okay, I'm going to go to a darn building. I ain't in no sin. You might not be practicing it. But if you say you have not sinned, you make him a liar because he said you have. So all of us have sinned. But if we seek God, he'll forgive us. And I love the cleansing. And he'll clean us. We don't have to clean ourselves. But we have to make sure that we understand that if we sin, or even when we sin. Now, right here, I'm not talking about habitual practice of sin. 
of living in darkness. That's not what I'm talking about. If you just happen to make a mistake in sin, that's what I'm talking about. Not somebody practicing sin. No. But if you miss God, if I miss the mark, if I err, if I stray from the path of righteousness, He is faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me. Now that's good news, isn't it? I mean, out there, out of everything I said, somebody should have said hallelujah. I'll say it for you. Hallelujah. Because if I sin, one thing I can depend on is that God is going to be faithful to forgive me and cleanse me. God's going to make time for me even when I sin. Not practicing sin, but made a mistake. I just missed him. He's faithful to cleanse me, forgive me. Now I can move and press toward the mark. No matter what I did. See, we think, well, you did a bigger one. No, no. No matter what I did. Now because... I have put myself in a position with God to forgive me and cleanse me. I can press toward the mark. No matter what I did. No matter how others may judge me. Hmm. Because you know humans will do that. No matter what the consequences are. Because you will have consequences for your choices. But He is still faithful. He is faithful. and just to forgive and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Now I can press toward the mark. He forgiven me. I don't care what other people think. I don't care how they see me. I don't care what they say. I can press now. Because He forgiven me and cleansed me. Because sometimes it's hard to press when you miss God. Because we deal with a lot of things On the inside. This is what keeps us from pressing. You deal with guilt. You deal with shame. You deal with the fear of failure. Are you just just facing the consequences of choices you made and you just don't feel right about it? So oftentimes when we get caught in a spot where we miss God, then we get stuck. And instead of knowing that He is faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse us, we end up compounding our sin one on top of another. Because you, instead of coming out, you just start sinning again because you're like, oh well, I'm already out there. Just, mm-mm. Psalm 1. See, first you were in error. Then you just totally leave the path of righteousness. See, first, the first thing you do is you're going to err by getting out of the will of God. And the next thing is you're going to leave the path of righteousness. You don't even see it. Especially if you don't even know how to hear from God and don't even know, don't know this, what I'm teaching. You leave the path of righteousness. Why? Because I feel bad about what happened. Now remember, listen to this. Just remember this. 
Adam is our father. All of you all know that. And in case you didn't know it, those of you that are streaming, Adam is our father. So, being that, you know, a lot of children are like their fathers. Some are, some are not. But a lot of children are like their fathers. And Adam is our father. So our initial inclination, listen, is to hide and cover up. Because that's what he did. See, you got it from your DNA. You know what your DNA is, right? Did not ask for, but you got it. That's what you got, the DNA. Did not ask for it, but you got it because you got it from the DNA of your father. So the first thing that we're going to do, just like our father Adam do, is we're going to try to hide and we're going to try to cover up. We got it from our father. Everybody got it from their father. That's the first thing. Have you noticed when people in sin, they try to hide and they try to cover up. Our children have it in them. It's their inclination. <laughs> Go look up under their bed. They start sticking stuff under their bed. Go look up under your bed. Oh! They get it from there. <laughs> so I, what I'm just trying to drive home to you, we're just doing what Adam do. We just hide. Try to cover it up. Hmm. Let's hide this from mom and dad. Let's hide this from this, that, and the other. But if I can recognize that God can forgive me and cleanse me, I don't have to live in guilt. But you have to recognize it. I don't have to live in guilt. I don't have to live in shame, and I don't have to live in fear. I don't have to live in embarrassment. I don't have to do in any of those kind of things. If God has forgiven me and cleansed me, I don't have to live in those. I don't. And I won't. And you shouldn't. And other reasons we sometimes get stuck is because sin, listen, creates space between you and God. It'll cause you to miss God. All of, when you start sinning, it's like you're doing like this away from God. It's like a big space is there. It's like, why come I can't get into it? It's a big space in between. You know, it never ceases to amaze me how many people say they love God, and I rarely hear them talk about God. I see people on Facebook, they talk about everything but God. That's a surefire sign. And I listen, and I'm not saying you got to talk about God 24-7. That's my business. That ain't your business. Well, that's what you do. That's all you talk about. But that's my business. Stay in your lane. But that don't mean you have to. But I would think if you saved it, you'd say something if it's not just God. Talk about everything else but surefire sign. Nothing going on. Now, I don't expect that from somebody that don't, but those that holler that they in love with God. Never a word. 
Not even God is love. And then go on back to whatever you were doing. Not even that. You can show pictures of every and anything in there, honey, that shows who you are. So, and that's fine. It doesn't mean that you're in sin and it doesn't mean that. It just shows, just stop acting like you're so into God because you're not. <laughs> well, just because you don't put nothing on Facebook don't mean, no, it, it, it don't. But let me tell you, if you're on there all the time, you mean you ain't never got nothing to say? Just high God. And I might think you know just an itty bit about him. Not even that. But it speaks volumes to me. It speaks volumes to me. Because if you're on there and you're talking about everything else, why do you never mention, never, everything else? Again, it don't mean you don't know God. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But I'm blessed because the people that go to Church of Living Water, when I see their posts, they're posting up about God. And I get blessed. I'm always looking to be encouraged. And now I very seldom go to anyone's page. I don't go to pages. I really don't. The only time I do, if somebody hit me up and it's on my news feed, and then I, you know, and if something come up and I might go and look. But just going on people's pages, I don't. I just stay on mine and just do my thing. And but uh, you know, sometimes I do because something will come up in my news feed, and I say, oh, well, let me let me go over there and look. And I look and I'll be like, mm, that ain't it. <laughs> no. But I mean, but I, and what I'm just trying to say is when we. If you just just say, but I look at the ones from Church of Living Water, they be they be blessing me. They think God's general will be blessing them, but I'm telling you, they be blessing me just with a word. Judge Applehart and her mother, they be putting it down too. I said, well, they laid that track right quick and just 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 encouraging things. See, I just expect that of, if you say you're a believer, say something. Well, we're going to move on from that. So, sin creates space between you and God. Now, go to Psalms 51. Psalms 51. And I'm scared to start this because we've got to really walk through this. But I'm going to lay this part. I'm not going to even read it, but we're going to... You know what? Because this message will require you to listen to it more than once. And I'm trying to give you the whole story. That's why I don't want to rush it. I want you to have the whole story. Because I, I don't want you to keep thinking that you're not in sin just because you don't do the big ones. But just these little things. And, 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 and the main thing that I'm trying to drive home to you and get to you is that I want you to stop missing God. you got to stop missing God. Because when you miss God, then you, you get back into a place and you, oh, well, no, I didn't. That time I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Well, no. And then again, you start stacking it on top of that. And you just, you're, not, you're not pressing toward the mark. You're not, you're not going. You're just kind of at a stagnant place. You just... Oh, oh, this Christian walk is so hard. It's really not. It's those little misses that you get, that you keep having, that this keeps happening. Because, why? Just getting out of the will of God. When you know God has spoken to your heart, listen and move. And say, God, I hear you. 
that's it. I'm, I'm going to do this, God, because you've shown me and this is how I need to do. And I'm, I'm going to press toward that. These little things that keep coming up that I keep getting out of your will. For, I mean, God, God will press it on your heart. I've, I've never seen, let me, let me tell you, listen. If you don't have yourself established and stop missing God, any and everybody is going to pull you away from your church, going to pull you away from your God. I'm going to tell you that um, you don't have the strength to do it on your own. You have to stay rooted, grounded, settled, established, or you're just going to be just flying it. And let me tell you, and it's going to get you on the back end, I promise you that. It all. Let me tell you. What is my saying? You're never going to make us a liar. Some of you are proving that out. You're not. You can't. Because it's all in His Word. Don't get yourself caught up and pulled away and then you're going to live in regret. Those of you that are established here, make sure you stay rooted, grounded, settled, and established because something God has already told us two weeks ago. Let me tell you, something else is coming. And let me tell you, we're going to go to a prolonged, prolonged difficult time. Those that think they're secure on jobs, don't put all your faith and hope in that. Don't do it because you're going to be let down. Just let me tell you, get yourself locked into this word. Get yourself. Now, I'm not by no means through with this. you got to understand, when you miss God, you, it's essential that you know how to get back. And I'm going to show you just how to get back where you need to be once you've missed him. And some of the things that I talked about today, you might have already understood. Ooh, I've been missing God. Mm, I've been missing God. Yeah. I done moved off the path and didn't even know it. Yeah. It's sort of like, have you ever been, I think they have one in Dallas. I know they have one in San Antonio. Have you been in those restaurants where you can sit there and eat and it rotates real slow, so slow you can't feel it? You can't sit and you're eating and then you look up and you find out a whole other scenery there because it's been moving all along. But you can't feel it or see it. And see, that's the thing. Because you can't feel it or see it, you don't think, you think everything's okay. But one day you're going to look up and you're going to find out the view is nothing like it used to be. Oh, oh, we were moving all the time. I never, I didn't even feel it. I didn't see it. Well, that's how, that's, that, that, that's how seeing does. It don't let you feel it and see it at the time. Some is abrupt, and you just know it just out and out. But those are the ones we're not talking about. We're talking about the ones that you don't see and feel and see. That'll make you look up one day, and you'll see that the whole terrain has changed in your life. And you'll find out, God, where is the path of God? Where is it? You're going to find yourself also trying to get on a path that God never told you to get on. And let me tell you, when you're on a path that God didn't place you on, it's, it's, it's going to be nothing but struggles. New don't last new long. Please understand and know that. If you don't believe anything that I've said here today, please believe that. New don't last new long. Get yourself where you need to be. And say, God, I don't want to miss it anymore. I want to be strengthened. I can't afford to miss it anymore. 
I'm, you know, I'm on the back side of life. I'm on this end. A lot of you young people, you kind of on the other end. I'm on the back. I'm on the back side of life. I need to be on point in the ways and ways. See, I don't need to be engulfed in the people that's just full of bondage and full of foolishness, and I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I've done too much of that in my life. And I'm, you know, just, you know, getting involved with people and all that, nothing but a bunch of drama and just, I can't do it. I can't because this, my life is at this part. I'm on that side. I'm more closer to heaven than I am on earth and I don't have time. Stand to your feet. This has been a teaching message from Church of the Living Water at Austin. For more information about our ministry, please go to our website at livingwateraustin.net.